I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright. And I am here with that super millennial, David Barreto, giving us the millennial perspective. Big Dave, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. So this week, our topic is freedom. In today's health huddles, we're going to discuss freedom and health and how do I pick the right coach, mentor, therapist, doctor? How do I know I'm picking the right person to lead me on my transformation? So we've never done a show on that before, right? So this should be good. Yeah. You have anything you want to go over before we start? No, let's get into it. So most people believe that true freedom is to be able to do and say whatever they wish. This state, in most instances, stems from someone defending their beliefs and reality in an attempt to impose their will on another to change their point of view to match theirs. Would you agree with me? Yes. Yet, that's not freedom. True freedom. Is the state of awareness which creates alignment of your inner world mind to the outer world of what is in that moment so you are able to respond and be free from the ego and conflict. Can you touch on that a little bit so people can understand what that means and freedom? Yeah, I think, you know, the first time you realize you have freedom is when you realize that you start making decisions that you wanted to make rather than your ego, your family, your friends, your school, your social media is making decisions for you. And you may not know it, but when you start to know that and you start to make your decisions, that's a sense of freedom you you feel like you never experienced before. Exactly. I thought one of our coaches had a great question on decisions today, right? In our coaches meeting. And she's one of the master coaches. And she asked, you know, when you say decision, how does that lead to freedom? And my answer was, the question is always who's making the decision, whether you have freedom or not. So when you, your ego, your program identity makes a decision, you don't have freedom because it's tethered either to the past or to the future. It may be tethered to resentment or regret of something that happened in the past or a worry and a fear of something that might happen in the future. That's not freedom. Mm -hmm. It's tethered. When you make a decision... And you have conscious mind control connection to the true self. You're responding to what is and making a decision in that moment. That's freedom. The freedom is the ability to climb the mountain and create transformation. You are never free in the reality of of the valley. Never. Because that reality, its base energy is fear. And you cannot be free in there. You're always being controlled. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like I told, uh, like I told this person, it's it's a calculated decision, which means that you decided to make it because you know all the other decisions that are out there. You know your egos, you know your families, you know your friends, you know all that. But you made the one that you, and I when we say you, <laughs> you know you it's made you. that decision. Yes. So when it comes to our health, I think you will agree with this. Most people view freedom. And health as a choice to eat and drink whatever they please. (laughs) Right? They really think that's free. While on the surface, this could appear to be freedom, right? But as this type of freedom leads to a diseased body, which will support 
a red zone, negative state mind, and a state of restriction, it's not freedom because you are literally trapped in a body and in the red zone state of restriction-based energy fear. And it sets your reality, your life, your behavior, your routine in frustration, worry, and depression. How is that free? You see, uh-huh. and so we're really kind of bringing this to light because what is freedom when it comes to our health? We have to answer that. And it's when you have a balanced body in stasis, this is what leads to freedom. A balanced body in stasis recuperates each day. A balanced body in stasis will actually communicate to you what it needs. When it's time to sleep, when it needs water, when it's communicating to you. Because stasis means it's balanced. Mm -hmm. Everything's working together. And would you agree with me on that explanation of freedom when it comes to our health? Yeah, 100%. And so the one thing that leads to that freedom, to attain that freedom, is discipline. It's a fact. See, freedom in the life category health, and that's what we're talking on today, is the power to exercise choice and make decisions from within. Connection to the true self, creation, mind, heart. Not from programs that were set for you, not from habits that were set for you, not from an unhealthy routine that was set for you as a child. And so we have to remember always The human being is hardwired for behavior. This behavior is dictated by what is held in mind. What is held in mind is the programmed identity. This sets your behavior, which sets your reality, which is held in routine. And so when we talk about creating health, if you have not self-authored that programmed identity in the health category, which means you have not set the habits that you have chosen, habits that are right for you, well then... You don't have freedom of health. You understand that, right? Because you don't have freedom of routine. Yeah. So if your current health category is out of balance, that means one is sleep. You're not sleeping right or you don't have a sleep routine. Two is water. If you don't drink water, it's out of balance. Three is the mind. And it's very simple to know if your mind's out of balance. Are you stressed out? Are you in negative states? Uh, Are you frustrated? Are you anxious? Are you worried? Are you depressed? If you are, your mind is is not balanced. And then four is the right diet. You know, why do you eat? When do you eat? And exercise. Do you even exercise? What type of exercise? See, if you're out of balance, these five elements of optimal health are going to be in disarray. They're not going to be dialed in. And it's because it's not dialed in because you don't have freedom to make the right choices. Like this morning, I don't feel like working out. Yeah, I can do it tomorrow. How many times have people tell that? Or, you know what? I, you know, I've been good on my diet. I really deserve I'm going to take a break today. I'll, I'll start up again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm craving today. You know, uh, it's just, just eat whatever you crave. Or I, I can't live without my wine. I got to have it every night. I can't sleep without it. Think about all that. I can't. I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm a terrible sleeper. You know, all these things are choices that are being set through the program. You think they're not choices. They're just choices you're not making. Your ego's making your choices. Your thoughts, David. Yeah, I think that's the the interesting part that how quick we justify things in our head, right? And we think that's us making a decision, but in reality, that's what's taking away your freedom is the fact that you yes. don't even know that you're 
you think you're justifying it, but your ego has made your decision and made you think it's the right one. Because there's Have a you lot. Seen... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, Have you seen ahead. the movie the the whale? Have you seen the movie the whale? No. It's um it's really interesting. It's Academy Award winner. Um, uh, the actor escaping me, but he's obese, right? And he goes on this binge eating, and Linda's watching it, right? And Linda's not a binge eater, right? So she's watching it. And he's on a binge, and he's just downing candy bars and eating as much as he can. He's putting pizza and candy bars together and eating, 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 eating. And she goes, he can't even taste it. What's he doing? I go, I've been through that. I've had those binges. You're just eating because you don't even know why. You you, you can't stop it. I don't know if you've ever been on a binge like that, David. I, I, I remember one time I lost like 100 pounds, and, 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 I, and I started to eat, and I couldn't stop eating for three days. I just couldn't stop. That's a binge. When that happens, it's because that programmed identity exploded. It started taking over. And you think, well, Bill, can't you stop? Ah, no, I'm telling you. When I watch that movie, I go, that's exactly the way it was. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> no, I actually haven't. No. It's really, it's really kind of horrible. It really is because you really can't stop. You really can't stop eating. And so it happens to a lot more people than you think especially for people, chronic dieters, when they gain all their weight back, they don't want to gain the weight back, but they don't have the ability to make the choice to stop eating once it starts. You know why? Because they did not reprogram the identity to eat right. Mm -hmm. They lost weight, but they kept the old identity. And when that old identity kicks in, the human beings built for survival, it's going to eat and eat and eat and eat. And to change that, you have to become disciplined with a plan and that plan has to take you through the process to self-author a new health identity, a new health programs, new health habits, while you let go of the old. That's the process. Once you do that, well, then you actually can make decisions. Until you do that, you have to be disciplined and aware to make the decisions. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Make sure I make a sense on that. Yeah, no, I think that's a that's a big thing. While you're going through the process, it almost feels like, you know, you you obviously still identify with all the those things that are happening to you. I still like a lot of food. I you know, I still like sleeping in, I still like doing this. The the one thing I, I I've mentioned on the podcast is when I got through it, I said I didn't even recognize who I was. And that's because that's reprogrammed. That's not in me anymore. You know? Like for me, do I want to work out every day? No, not every day. Because I'm sore, I'm tired, I'm human, like everybody else, right? But I do it. Before, <laughs> I could have hit my toe on, a, on, a, on the couch. I can't go to the gym today. <laughs> you know, and I that's justify the difference. that. Now, my back hurts, my this, my that. How do I work around it? You know, how do I do this? I forgot my meals. So what's my next best option is saying, screw it. You know, McDonald's is right there. I have to eat, right? And that's the difference between me reprogramming and creating that new identity versus pretending and feeling like an imposter while I'm doing it. I didn't believe it and I didn't actually make a change. So when you now, right? So this process David's talking about is about leaving the valley, the old habits and routine and beginning the climb of your mountain to set the new health routine and habits and identity. And understand this is a process. It's a journey that cannot be hacked. There is no quick fix. There are no, like I said, no hacks. It's discipline of the journey itself. And when you do that, if you listen to David carefully, this is what creates a true shift and freedom in the health life category because 
He doesn't need discipline to go to the gym anymore. It's who he is. That's the identity. Even though he might be tired and stuff like that. There's no discipline. I, I always hate to tell people that. Oh, you're so disciplined. Uh, no, it's pretty much automatic. But it took discipline to get there. That's what we want to talk about today. So we have to understand that in the beginning, it's not natural for the human being to, to, to leave the valley and climb the mountain. You're going against human nature to remain in your comfort zone. So if you look at this journey, you could start with a couple truths. One truth is there is no quick plan that creates freedom and changes health. There is none. How many times have you listening, dieted and lost weight and then gained it back? How many times you listening have invested in exercise, equipment, memberships, started then quit? How many times you listening have had New Year's resolutions that have come and gone? And how many times have you promised yourself this time it's it? And, and it's okay. Nobody's judging you because it's all right. You're a human being. You've got to understand the operation function of human being. The reason this does not work is, as I stated earlier, the human being is hardwired for behavior. You may will yourself to diet for a period of time and lose some weight. But if you fail to rewrite a new identity and let go of that old identity, you will snap back into your old patterns, your old routines. The ego, that set program identity, is protected by the comfort zone. This is set as a child. And if you don't self-author these settings, they will, and, and you, and these settings are held in the Valley Red Zone with that base energy fear, which is your comfort zone. If you don't reset them, understand the ego's job is to pull you off the mountain and pull you out of your new diet and back to your set programmed way of eating held in routine. And so when you listen to what David said, past, stub his toe. I'm not going in. Why? Because his identity, that was his identity. Well, I want to exercise, but really if I feel like it or I'm going to exercise tomorrow, what is that? That's called resistance. That's the ego using resistance to stop you from changing your routine. Physical resistance. Oh, I'm just too tired to train today. I'm too tired to put my food together. Emotional resistance. Oh, so overwhelming. You don't know how many things I got to do. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe I can start again next week. Billy, you don't understand. Social resistance. Wow, I'm taking so much time. I go to the gym. My husband's upset with me. I'm doing this. Intellectual resistance. I really don't have time. The time, you know, I'm, I'm busy. Maybe after I finish this project, that and spiritual resistance is where you just get stuck in judgment. What is judgment? Can't. Why well, can't do it? Right? You're judging what's that you can't do it. Something in the outer world is not matching your world. You say I can't do it. So if you understand that this is what it takes to create freedom and health, right? It, that you can't just go on a diet, take a shot. Then the big thing is the, the new shot to lose weight. And everybody's losing weight. Nobody will keep it off. Not a single person unless that individual changes their identity. And it takes one year of consistent behavior, one year of consistent behavior and routine to create a new program. And you have to have the techniques to know that when you get knocked down and have conflict trying to stop you, that's the old program, and that's the only time you can release that. And as you continue to use discipline, 
to move through it. That's when you need your discipline. So do you, that, you understand that, right, Dave? Everything you said was exactly what I just, what I kind of just recapped for you. Would you like to touch on that? No, 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 for, for sure. I was, you know, when I, when, when I wanted to start this process, I always looked at certain people that were always in the gym or, you know, they were very consistent or the people that were every day walk outside, you see them running at the same time, same thing, or even the, 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 the older gentleman that's in, in your neighborhood that you see him walking around every morning. I'm like, how the freak do you do that? And I realized that they don't have anything that I don't or that I can't create. It's just I haven't created it yet, and it takes like a it, it's a process, and most people don't like that process because it's uncomfortable. That's the that's the part that stops everybody. It gets uncomfortable until it doesn't, and then you realize that you don't need motivation, you don't need a spark of passion, you don't you just you just do it. And I realize that all these people are just yes. doing it. it's built into them now because that's what I did. So remember, people listen. I'm not, everything I tell you is truth, which means it's true for every single human being. We all function and operate the same. That human being is hardwired for behavior. Your current health life category is dictated by the programmed identity health programs in your mind because it's dictated by your routine. That's what it is. To change that, you have to move out of that routine and change it to a new routine. And there are periods of change. So the first 30 days you start your climb on the mountain are the hardest. Why? It's the strongest resistance. That's when everything's going to try to pull you back down. Usually happens within a couple of weeks is when it really starts to pull hard, right? But then you get through that 30 days, you have the 12-week testing period. What happens, especially millennials and Gen Z and Alpha? Listen, in that 12-week mark, it doesn't matter how advanced technology is and stuff is today. Human being still functions and operates exactly the same. And so we're trying to create a new neural pathway. That's science behind it. I'm not going to get into the science of this process, but that's what it is. At the 12-week mark, what happens is you start to get bored. And so what you start to do, you start to screw around or you start to change things. Or you say, you might hit a, a plateau. You might say this, oh, this doesn't work. You get bored and you start making changes that help, that actually help you slide back into your old routine. Now, if you get through that 12-week period where you're bored, the six-month testing period is very important. This is when imposter syndrome comes up. Why? Because you have two identities. You have the old health identity and now the new health identity. And what happens at the six-month mark that, that draws people back into the valley is they succeed. They lost the weight. And then they fall back in to their old routine. And before you know it, oh, I'll start again next week. Well, I'll start again. And before you know it, they all step back and gain all the weight back. But at one year, guess what? Then you have what David has. Now it's not about discipline anymore. Why? It's because it's automatic. It's your identity now. Hardwired for behavior. 95% of your behavior comes from the programmed identity held in mind. The difference is David has now self-authored that program. He wrote the script instead of having a script written for him as a child. And until you understand this aspect of how the human being functions and operates, you will not find freedom. So what does it take to do this? And it brings us kind to our subject today because you're seeing to change 
you have to create a team. Nobody's going to run up the mountain and nobody's going to change by themselves. I'm sorry. You could think you're a lone wolf, but you're not going to do it. It's impossible. I I don't want to say it's impossible, but I'm almost going to say it's impossible. (laughs) So, I I mean, really, what's your thoughts on that part? No, I, I, I think I'm... I'm on board with you. I, I would say it's not impossible, but pretty damn, pretty damn close. From pretty, pretty freaking impossible, yeah. <laughs> because we're so built as human beings, right, to remain in our reality. Nobody can tell you that it's not your reality. Nobody can tell you that you know you're lying. You can't you know get up and exercise, or you're nobody can tell you that you're not tired because your reality is telling you, you are. But who is dictating that reality? Who's telling you you're tired? Who's telling you you can't? That's important. So if you really desire to create freedom in a life health category, you have to find the right team to help you on this transformational journey. You need somebody to Sherpa your ass up the mountain. I We're right now launching this huge new business venture, right? And I have to have people sherpa my ass up the mountain because it's different. David has to learn a whole new thing. All this AI stuff we have to learn is new. So you think we're just going to learn it ourselves? No. We have people working with us. No one leaves the valley and enters the mountain and, and more importantly, ascends the mountain alone. You must make the decision to change. That's number one. No one can do this, that for you. No one, we talked about decision. You got to make the decision. Now your ego. Well, if I lose the weight, I'll show my ex-husband that he was wrong. Or if I do this, then they're going to like me. If I do this, I'll be happy. That's the ego making a decision. No, you got to make a decision. Yep. But once you make the decision to change, you must assemble your team. And since this is health huddles, I'm going to focus on the health life category, but it's the same process for career and building your vocation, same process for finance and building true wealth, same for relationship and connection to your relationships and spiritual development, connection to spirit. It's the same thing. The first step is a decision to change. That's the first thing. The next thing is a current inventory of your reality, an honest inventory. What does that mean? First of all, what are your habits? What is your routine? What is your current state? What is your health? Be honest. And then you have to set a plan and get a team. You need an accountable plan and team. So that's what we want to talk about. How do we know the right team to bring in? Okay, that's what we're going to discuss. Anything you want to touch before I jump into that? No, no, no. Let's uh, let's get right into it. So, Let's start with this, and you've had experience. One is picking a coach. And as a coach, I'm going to put that as your trainer. This will be a trainer. This your coach, somebody coaching you, right? And picking a health coach, and I'll put, like I said, trainers, dietitians in this category. It's important, and you tell me if I'm wrong on this. I think it's more important to learn about their journey than their – and and than their bio degrees or website credentials. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I think it's more important than their credentials is what has been their journey. So if I went to somebody and I wanted to lose weight and I'm a guy that's 30 years old and I've, you know, been trying in the past and I have this 
And I have a choice between David Barreto, who just lost 135 pounds and is keeping it off, you know, and understand, or this guy from Harvard who has never lost a single pound in his life, but has all this science in his mind. Who's the better coach? Seriously. Your thoughts. Yeah, I've, I've, I've said that, that choosing, um, you know, a coach, trainer, whoever, nutritionist, whatever the case is, uh, based off one, the experiences that they've gone through, but also the successes of the people, you know, because exactly. if their clientele is, let's say you're trying to lose weight and all of their clients have been overweight then he might be a good coach, even if he may have not gone through the experience. Well, he's that's experiences, enough, David. Yeah, yeah, he's just, had enough experience with Yeah, let me people. just correct yeah, yeah, that. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying is that he got that's the experience, an experience. through yes. them. Yes. But if, you, if you're like, oh, I want to lose weight, and this guy only deals – he's never had a, a you know overweight person ever, then it's uh, – you're the guinea pig. I'm sorry. And you may be the, the, the catalyst to start it, but are you willing to – risk your own mental and i will say mental health because you're gonna go through the process and if you fail again it puts you in a hole so i do the think thing is that most coaches and i'm gonna say this with all due respect to all you coaches out there and all your trainers i've been doing this for now 40 years most coaches are they work from lack and i say that because they work from lack and fear because they don't want to lose their clients. So they want their clients to be happy. They want their clients. They coach with hugs and kisses. Right? And that's a big mistake. There's no way you're going to shift or change somebody through hugs and kisses, people. Sorry. Because when you do hugs and kisses, you're taking the conflict and the ego and you're saying it's okay. You can't do that. You can't coach from hugs and kisses. So if you're looking to lose weight, what is their experience with their clients? What is their experience personally? If you're looking to build muscle, it's the same thing. How they do this? If you're looking to do a marathon, you might want to find somebody who runs marathons. Or if you're looking for the reverse disease, maybe look with somebody who's worked with that. You got to look at their experience. And very important, does the coach treat each client the same? Because then you've got to find another coach. Yeah. Because you can't, do it. This is, these are markers you want to look at. If your girlfriend loves this coach and you go to this coach and the coach is giving you the same program that he gave your girlfriend, uh, you better go someplace else. <laughs> yeah. It just, uh, I, I don't want to sound, God, I don't want to come across like an asshole. I want to come across truthfully. It's just true. Now, you know, the, I, I think it's important because the amount of time, you know, you, you, you go to buy clothes and you go to a fitting room and do I like this? Do I like that? You go to buy a car and how many cars you sit in and you test drive and you, and I come back and I think about it. And and most people, they talk to a coach that gives them all the promises and said, like, you know what? Let's do it. No, no. <laughs> Have an interview with the coach. I'll get back to you. You know, go yes. through, find people that, you know, especially social media, you can, they, the, the, their clients tag them and stuff all the time. If you want, Hey, how's your experience? You know, how yes. long have you been working with? I've been with him for five years. Like, damn, that's a pretty good track record. But when he has a client for two months and then the client's done, it's like, why? And you know, you can find out a lot of stuff. So I think it's a, it's important. If you if you get trapped into a bad coach, you probably didn't do your due diligence or that person was able to really they sell you. Sells you. Yeah. Yes. They and, sell you. And then it's not, it, it, 
you just have to do your due diligence on it. And you're going to suffer because you're going to fail and you're just going to be another thing to knock you back down. You know, you really got to invest time in doing this right. You really do. And even like in mentors, you know, usually mentors are for career, right? You know, that's usually what a mentor is. My mentor was about life. Taught me all about life. Not only bodybuilding, diet, and that. He taught me about life. And you have to ask yourself, why do you want a mentor? You want somebody to pat you on the back? You want somebody to fix you? Because mentors aren't there to fix you. They're there to guide you. You have to do the work. If you think that they're there to give you hugs and kisses, then you don't have a good mentor either. You just don't. But let's talk about doctors and therapists for a second, because this is a big one. Because we have what's called white coat syndrome. Not that you get a fever when you're going into the clinic, but we've all been programmed that if they put on that white coat, they know better than you do. And you can't say you don't have that programming because it comes from generation to generation to generation. You have that programming unless you self-authored it. There's Why do you think in these commercials when they're trying to sell something, they put the actor in a white coat? Yeah. Because that automatically, subconsciously, you're listening to them and you trust them. They put a stethoscope around their neck, and that's how it works. I'm telling you, I know this very well. So to pick a doctor or therapist, what's important in health is first you must become aware and educated. Actually, a good coach should help you with this to work with the right doctor. Because here credentials are important. You want to really make sure they're a doctor. But what's more important than credentials? Their mindset. So when I was in Panama, one of my main doctors was a Harvard graduate endocrinologist that was open mindset. I actually trained him. So I want you to think about that education. That's just an open-minded guy. But some of my best doctors went to, went to the University of Mexico. There, and I had 30 doctors at work. Some of the best doctors I ever worked with in my life. Why? Continually educating themselves, continually learning, continually growing, open-minded. You'll know you have the right doctor if they listen to you. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but they'll listen to you. But you have to know. Now, your coach should be, if you have a health coach and they don't understand this, well, then you're kind of going to try to find a doctor with your hands tied behind your back. And it's the same with therapists. You know, therapists, this is a hard one, by the way, because what is your diagnosis? Like I work with people with borderline. I work with people with uh, clinical depression. I work with these people and I'll work with their therapists and their doctors too, because as a coach, I'm not the therapist. My job is not to do the therapy. Just like working with Dr. Brian, my job is not to do the medicine, right? But I understand it. But what are their experiences, both professional and personal? Because you got to research that too, because I will tell you something. I, I tried therapy when I was younger and my therapist couldn't handle with what I went through. They couldn't understand me because they never went through anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't care. It's really difficult when you have trauma and abuse. So what's the right therapist? And so you got to finally, once you find this, right, you got to find the right professionals and then you got to find and set the right tribe, the family and friends who's going to support you. And who's not going to support you? And you got to be okay with the ones that don't want to support you. You can't try to get them to see what you're doing. Groups, things like 12-step groups for addiction, but there's also groups like running groups, lifting groups, people of like-minded people, right? You want to have groups. And 
it's very important when you put the when you when you build your tribe that they're there for accountability, not oh you poor thing. Oh, did you did you skin your knee, David? Let's 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 rub that down. Let's go get a candy bar now. You'll feel better. That's a bunch of bullshit, people. You don't change because the only way you change is through conflict. And conflict sucks. It's painful. And if you can't go through that, you can't release it. When you do go through that and release it, guess what you find? Freedom. That's where freedom comes from. So in choosing the right coach, the right doctor, the right therapist, the right tribe, you have to make a decision, not your ego. You have to make a decision. It has to be a conscious decision and you have to treat it like David said, like you're buying a new car or buying a new house and you have to go this. You have to take your time because if you do it right, you only have to do it once. If you do it wrong, we'll have the same conversation next year and the next year and the next year. So that's all I got, Dave, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think the the coaching aspect is super important. Like I said, I, I had a lot of information and I know I have a lot of knowledge and having a coach that has the experience that can kind of apply some of the stuff that you know, especially with the open-minded coach that's, you know, um, willing to take feedback from you is super important. But I also think one of the more important things in hiring a coach is knowing when to fire a coach. I, think I was going to tell you to share your story. That, that's a, I need you to share it. That's a very, Please. very, it's a hard thing to do, but it's, it's when you know it's the right thing to do. So I, I had um, two coaches. One coach was, you know, uh, stuck with him for about a year. And towards the end, I didn't fire him because I felt bad. I knew more than he did. I was putting together pretty much all my diets, my exercises, you know, the whole process that I'm paying for. Um, and then at the end I said, it, it wasn't right. You know, I just had to. So I had a conversation and you'll know when a, a coach is, you know, open-minded and saying, you know, maybe you're too advanced because he may not be a bad coach. You just may be too advanced for that coach. But when they kind of get spiteful afterwards, you know, Woo! you made the right decision. Yes. Now I had a second coach, um, that also didn't last very long. This one, um, that I felt that he was cookie cutter, you know, and when it comes to bodybuilding and each individual, it's literally unique. Oh, uh, and for weight loss lifestyle, it's well, that's what I mean. Gonna, like, yes, especially yes. when you go into like for the nitty gritty of, you know, how specific sure. and stuff we are, sure. when that aspect was too cookie cutter, I said, you know what? It's not for me to watch that coach's reaction be completely night and day from the other coach to say, you know, I understand, you know, this, that, and it was super great of a transition and transaction. I don't think he was a bad coach. I think that's how he was probably coach to coach. Right. And he's young and he needs to learn. And I think over time he'll become a great coach, but expect to get where your experience is at, you know, because there'd be, you know, the, the planet fitness trainer might be fantastic for you. If it's the first time you ever step into a gym. Exactly. But if you kept that same trainer exactly. for 10 years, <laughs> you did something you're, wrong. You're not, and it, it was interesting because people ask me, well, Bill, didn't you coach David? No, I, I mentored him. Now I'm his mentor. That means it's not just bodybuilding. It's life. It's business. It's relationship. It's spirituality. I'm his mentor. Now, I did guide him. He would always bring me his questions, and he I did guide him. And one of the mistakes I made with him was I could see his coach was effing it up, but I also have to respect the process and respect David that he needed that experience 
because he knows I would have changed something and I was right, yeah. you know, but that's okay. It doesn't mean I have to impose my will. I'm his mentor. I'm not his coach. Just like when, when Brett started moving into higher level football, I can't coach him. He has coaches when he's in his power. He has a coach. It's not my job to go and interfere with them. So when you make a decision to get a coach, you got to listen to your coach or fire your coach. If yeah. you're going to fight and not follow your coach, then let it go. You're the one who's who's the problem, not the coach. But when you outgrow a coach, and you know what? That's success. I can almost guarantee you, you're going to outgrow your coach. And when you do that, nothing makes me happier than when a client finishes with me. Nothing. But that's not the way trainers and them work. They want to hold on to you. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because they have a, a, a scarcity program. Oh, how am I going to pay my bills? I lose a client. They don't have the the faith that oh, the next, this client leaves and another one will come in. It takes a while to develop that kind of thing. Yeah, agreed. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift in the planet. You can join us on this mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. Those links are right below the show notes. As always, until next time, stay inspired. <laughs>